uh, he says that it's an idea or an opinion produced by thinking, okay? Or occurring suddenly in the mind. See, that's that sudden thought that hits you at that time because you've been hit with the news suddenly. So you automatically, your thought process suddenly goes into uh, what most people would do. It's like it's an impulse. Mm -hmm. You know, your thinking goes right to that. Or when when, when uh, you find out your kid has been in an accident, you know, what's the first thing you think? Do you think positive or do you think negative? The negative thought comes in your mind. You know, I hope they're all right. You're right. You're not worried about them. It's concerned. Same thing. You know, uh, what, what happened? Because, see, it's that outcome that you don't know about. Nothing. Yeah. And that not being in control. Not being in control. Exactly. Yeah. So y'all equating thought with the reality of the realness of the English definition of thought. And with the Greek part of it, he said, don't let that thought cause you to be anxious. Yes. That's what the thought is. Yes. Yes. Don't let it get you all upset. But even though that's, that's true, And, and we believe God is in control. It's the negative part that we know is still a reality. Even though God is good all the time, all the time God is good. Because we, we, we're concerned about, I understand, or I don't understand God's ways. And we, we hear it and we see it all the time. You know, oh, they were so young. But now they're gone. Oh, he wasn't even sick. Now they're gone. For whatever reason, they're gone now. And, and, and we, we're like, okay, I, I, I don't understand it. Well, you can't. He al he's already said that his ways are not like ours. And he do things. And, and when, when we look at God, how he works in, in, in our lives and other people's lives, he does stuff that doesn't make sense all the time. How can you feed 5,000 with two fish and five loaves of bread? Two sardines and two crackers? Yeah, two sardines. Two sardines and five crackers. Yeah, five crackers. Because so you have to look at that thing in reality. Now, why would a lad and, and people be thinking like this, two fish, okay, you got two big old fish, and then you got big old five loaves of bread like you buy at the grocery store. Now, why would a lad have that for his lunch? See, it tells you right there, he ain't talking about that. He ain't going to eat that much bread and, and two fish. Well, that's lunch for the next two weeks. Yeah, exactly. That's lunch for the next two weeks. Exactly. So you know he has to be talking about something there. And so like you said, Professor, he's talking about Two little sardines and five. See, that makes the miracle that much more amazing. Right. When you think about it, oh, okay, well, I can see. You kind of uh, feed more people with five loaves of bread like we buy at the grocery store and two big fish. Yeah. But when you narrow it down to two sardines and five rich crackers or something like that, <laughs> you know, that makes it that much more awesome, you know? And so when, when you look at that, it doesn't make sense. Now, they talk about 5,000. But it doesn't talk about the women and the children that also got fed. And then have 12 baskets left over. 
to eat. Now see, what does that make sense there? It doesn't make sense. See, if it, it makes sense. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Because again, it doesn't make sense, but it makes sense. It makes sense. Yeah. Exactly. See, if it, if it made sense to us, we can see God doing something like that if he has an abundance of food at his disposal that we can see. But what makes him God is that he does this thing with two little two little sardines and five loaves or uh, five crowns. And he feeds these amount of people. So what does that do? That keeps you in awe. You say, it's got to be God. Mm -hmm. See, it can't be nobody else but him because of what he's done. So he's always going to do things that doesn't make sense to, pay, to basically show you what? That he's in control. And that's where it makes sense. Exactly. That's where it makes sense, right? Yeah. So basically, if any of us or anybody other Christian find themselves in a situation where they worry. I mean, not at the end, it's kind of like a end of thing, but we got to pull ourselves out right quick. Yeah. We got to snap back. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Because you, 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 you didn't snap back. Yeah. And you need to go to the word. You ought to have some worry in yourself. Because y'all talking about this don't make sense stuff. It don't make sense for three boys to be thrown in a fire furnace. Seven times hotter than it no ever been before. And the people that thrown me in, they burned up, but the one that got thrown in didn't have to. Right. Don't make sense for a dude that said, I'm not going to stop praying. They get thrown in the den of lions. And they're hungry. Yeah. And then answer the question, oh, Daniel, servant of the living God, head that guy. When Daniel said, oh, King should have got his shot on. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't expecting it. Right. That's what makes sense. And I, and I say this just as a clarifying point. I, I, I tell everybody, you know, it's, it, it's kind of like everybody has a GPS or their maps on their phone or whatever. It's the goal positioning system is what it is. But you have to have this GPS. That's God's positioning system. That's right. When you have God's positioning system, you won't get it will take you through the darkness. It's because there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, but there's a light right there he's carrying. Yeah, this is God's yeah, position and system. That's right. That navigation system might break on you. That would be upgraded. But this right here, yeah. word never changes. This position system oh, has never changed. You reminded me of a story of a young girl who was staying with grandma. And grandma was not feeling well. The young girl was sitting by the bed with Grandma and Grandma's Bible was right there, so the little girl picked up the Bible and she read Isaiah 54 and 17 and Grandma had T and P. She read Psalm 23, 1 through 6, and Grandma had T and P, T and P six times. She read Psalm 30 and 5, weeping me and do it for the night, Grandma had T and P. She read a few more scriptures and Grandma had T and P. So Grandma, when Grandma woke up, she saw the girl reading the Bible. She said, Baby, what's your name? Grandma was reading the Bible. She said, but, but I noticed that a lot of scriptures you got T and P by. She said, yeah, T and P by Isaiah 54 and 17. T and P by Psalm 23. T 
protect you until he replace you. See, one of the biggest one of the biggest scriptures that I have a problem with is Romans 8 and 28. And it's because of a little small three-letter word. And we know that all stop right there. Ain't nothing I'm sorry. There isn't anything on the other side of all. <laughs> all means all. It's true. All means everything we encounter. Even in the group. Like all is all. Hebrew. All means all. Everything. And we know <laughs> that all things. All. All is all inclusive and none exclusive. <laughs> And we know that all things work together for good. Somehow, whatever it is that you're worried about, God has a way to work it out for your good. Sometimes God has to teach us through stuff that we worry about. But if you hadn't did this, then this wouldn't happen. Sometimes we worry because we made some decisions that we thought we had the answers to, but we shouldn't have made those decisions. Right. Sometimes we made decisions without consulting with God. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all that heart. Lead not to that own desire. In all your ways, acknowledge Him. Acknowledge Him. He'll tell you whether to move on. He'll tell you whether to make that move or not. 
sometimes he'll let you have to suffer a little bit. Sometimes he don't come when we want him to, brothers and Look at uh, Mary and Mom. Hey, go tell Jesus the one he loves is sick. He coming for Lazarus because he loves Lazarus. He said, I'll be there. I'm going to tell somebody this because it just popped in my spirit. Delay does not mean deny. But also, you have to think of it as you know, when you, he did, you, we prayed, Lord, and you know we prayed and we fasted, and you know, and you still, you didn't, you know, she didn't live, or he didn't live. Those are those things, man, that now you're saying that this is more important than the love that I have for you, that he has for us. I put it that way. Because that's what he's saying is you're trusting in me, I love you. 
You said all things. <laughs> all things. He loves us in spite of all those. Let nothing separate us from the Lord. What's there? What's there? It, it, that thought takes us there. The worry separates us. In that instance, it does. Because now worry, the anxiety, then it leads to, to, to fear. Then that may turn into anger. Now you're angry at God. Because you said you would. And those are things that lead to all those things that line up to you say you love me. But then now, sometimes those things, and I'm saying that God makes it happen, but some things happen because you cherish that more than you cherish the love of God. Mm -hmm. And it can be a child. You can set a child on a pedestal, do no wrong. Oh, you cherish him more, you know, you give more gratitude and gratification to this child than you give to I created this in your womb. Because that's what God does from the He knew the creation of it. Those things happen. I like what you just said, that leads me to where I'm going. He said, Let not your heart be troubled. And the word trouble in the Greek means agitated, bothered. Here's the kicker, though. Ye believe in God. <laughs> believe also in Him. Yes. You got to believe that He's able to do what it is that you want Him to do. That's why you go to Him anyway, asking Him. Yes. That's why you go to Him, asking Him to do it. It's like, uh, in our segment when we did If My People, when we were talking about prayer, somebody reached out to me and they said, you know, I like what you said about prayer, where you said when unbelievers ask you to pray for them, they believe in the power of prayer just by the fact they ask you to pray for them. Yeah. And in fact, you went to God about this thing, Lord have mercy, means that you, he, you believe, Lord have that he can't do it. Because why go to somebody that can't help you? You know what? And I'm going to just be honest. Some people know sometimes why they do it. Because they seek permission. <laughs> That's it. Permission. They're not seeking that what, what they should be seeking for. I'm serious. Lord, I came to you. I heard what he said. But that's the, that's the self of it saying that. If you ain't even wait long enough for me to ask the question before you go and make your own judgment call. <laughs> go ahead, man. I, I, I like here, uh, just before we went to John, uh, I, I like Jesus speaking to the disciples. He tells them to seek ye first the kingdom of God. God wants us to get our priorities straight. Because okay. he talks about a continuous seeking. Um, and a priority here. To where notice he's been talking about material things. Uh, talking about the food and sustenance and everything. But he gets here and he says, look, if your priority first becomes spiritual, 
that I take care of my children. Take care of us. <laughs> so he's trying to get them to, 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 to seek. That's why he says seek ye first. Prioritize. Yeah, exactly. Prioritize. There you go. He said if you prioritize your life of seeking me first or seeking the kingdom first, doing what I can you to do, and as I fed the birds, <laughs> and, that, and clothes and, and the, the, the lilies and, and everything. He said, I got you. I'm going to take care of you. But I want your priority to be straight. Could it be that one of the reasons why we're suffering as much as we do or lacking as much as we do because our priorities are that could definitely be a reason because I, it, 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 he, he puts that in there. What did he say? You, you're right. He said, all right, you, you're concerned about natural stuff. Exactly. Exactly. Stuff that I got to inflict. You just don't have access to it right now. It's there. It's there. And again, I do pray God touch somebody to go feed that family that right now. It's there. He said, and this is like when we were dealing with if my people. What he said, and seek my face. So there he was saying, seek my presence, and here he said, and seek you first, the kingdom. And who's in the kingdom? There's a king in the kingdom. And what that king name? King Jesus. So he said, everything else, put it behind me. Your career, your money, your family, your friends, your faults, your failures, your desires, your dreams, put that stuff in its proper order. But Jesus got to be first. And sometimes, trouble will drive you to Christ. It's true. Sometimes trouble is good. Yeah. All trouble is bad. <laughs> but, but look at it this way. Even though you're troubled, even though you're distressed, even though you feel all these things, guess what? God sent one who was sinless mm -hmm. that he loved to die for your sins, our sins, right. no faults. That in itself is the great news because all this worrying that you're talking about, if you look to what I've done, that ultimate sacrifice you know, should be something to say. You know I'm getting ready to flip the scroll. Okay. You know I got that. Okay, he said Jesus. But right now I'm hungry. My baby hungry. I got two pepples left for four children. What Jesus died on the cross got to do with my situation right now? Tell me. When the devil left. Yeah. yeah. That's what some people are. Right. That's what, that's what some people, mean. some people in that moment, that's why they were. I know I heard about him dying on the cross, but people in that right now moment. Well, you, 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 and we're talking about 
talking about like trying to witness to a hungry man about Jesus. I ain't trying to hear you till I get my belly from <laughs> Right there is when you have to prove scripture because that's your responsibility right there. To give a hope. Exactly. Give a reason for that. When you complain about, I don't have powers in this and that, right there where you're supposed to trust God by faith and give him that need. Meet that need. Yeah, right, right there. Meet that, that need. need. Yep. And then have the, then you come back. That's so, right. I'm going to show you scripture right now. That's right. You don't even know God sent me here. There you go. To take care of your need. There you go. So you can see what he's able to do. True. And that's what he does sometimes. He does. So, you've been there for people before. Yeah, but, but. Let's say the verse. No, at, at that time, they don't have the faith that you have. So you have to show them your faith. So they begin to have faith. Exactly. And, and, and I understand that. That's, that's, that's not what touched me. Why is why are we failing him? Why, why are we failing him? Right. Why are we failing him as Christians? Because that's that's what it all boils down to. Because yeah. we're, we're failing them. I'm not saying I'm sitting you there. Want you want to know why we're failing them? Yeah. You want to know why we're failing them? <laughs> <laughs> What this word say right here? D I S T R A C T I O N S. Distractions. We so distracted. And this is the church with everything that we not we not fulfilling the commandments of going, making disciples, going and compelling men and women. If God puts a person like that. What if God put a person like that in your presence and at that moment you're not able to help him? Right. Why do you do that? Pray. Pray. And you see, I've been there. And you pray, but then, don't, it's all something, something miraculous. I mean, happens. something happens. Something happens. It happens. Because we have enough faith for both of us. Yeah. <laughs> And both of y'all said it at the same time. And that won't rehearse. <laughs> yeah, we're going to do rehearse. No, we're going to do rehearse. <laughs> Two or three gathered together. That's it. Yes. That's it. I know the Lord. Sometimes you got to share a testimony. Yeah. And that testimony, sometimes your testimony got to be so burning that it touches that person. Yeah. Sometimes you got to tell them, I've been there. Yeah. I know a preacher, I won't call his name. Very well known. He would care for me. He's all over Facebook, Instagram, on Facebook. He said he walked in the store one day. He saw this boy behind the counter. The boy was gay. The way he was behaving and all that. He said, as he talked to the boy, he just saw it. For the and the preacher did what we don't do. Found out the boy had been molested. That's why he was the way he was. So what he did is he showed him his scars. Mm -hmm. He said, I've been molested. That's what he told the boy. And he was able to witness to the boy because he'd been down that road. Right. 
And sometimes God will send you to somebody that you can witness to. That's why you got to be sensitive to the spirit. And that's why you got to witness to that person when God tells you to. I told y'all about that time. I had to go pay a speeding ticket. I couldn't get nowhere close than a mile to the building. Walk a mile to go pay a ticket. And while I'm in line, got some witness to the woman. I'm like, I sure want you to live. And I walked back a mile. Got in the vehicle. Couldn't even start the vehicle. Had to walk back another mile. My disobedience caused me to walk two extra miles. <laughs> but in my being obedient, the lady said, there is a God. See, you never know when God tells you to talk to somebody or witness to them or share Jesus with them, what that person going through. Because that lady could have been worried about something. And just hearing from God, who knows what she'd been praying to, but her response was, there is a God. Something else. Right. Never know. Yeah, exactly. There is a God. Go ahead, sir. Do you know how powerful that was for you to do that and for her to say what she said? Yeah. Uh, one of the things we're trying to do is to get people to realize that there is, is a God. God. Yeah. And by her being able to say that, there's no telling how far that's going to go. There's no telling what she's been praying about, how long she's been praying, what type of situation she's actually in at the time, to where she's at her wits end. And she's trying. She might be the woman, like the uh, the woman that uh, had the issue of living. She's tried everything, tried all the doctors, you know, and down to her last. And all of a sudden, you know, here comes Tip. Here comes Tip. Yeah. That's the reverse. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, it's the right thing. Letting you know that, hey, you're doing exactly what I told you. It's true. Yeah, yeah. You're doing exactly. Even though you had to go back this way, you still. And you can say today it was worth the walk. Yeah. Those two extra miles. Yeah, no, no, it was worth it. Yeah. But I could have saved it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I could have saved it. But I just don't. And that's something else, too. Sometimes, and this may be why somebody is in a situation where they were because they did the opposite of what they were told. Right. Right. They did, they made a decision that they shouldn't have made. Exactly. And so now worrying is your reaping. Right. The situation you're in is you reaping what you sowed. Yes. <laughs> yes. There's not a lot of Jonas out there, are Is there a lot of Jonas out there? Jonah? Yeah. You talk about the one God said go to Nineveh and he like went to Tarshish. Yeah. <laughs> Them people. Yeah. He used to be Jonah, but he finally got it. <laughs> I used to be Jonah. Yeah. Well, we did. I ran. Yeah. But he got me. Yeah. You can run, but you can't hide. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's some Jonah out there. Reaping what they sow. Right. And sometimes we have to understand. It's my fault. And that's what James said when he ended up in that feast. He said, I cried by reason of my own affliction. Right. He said, I will pay that that I have by. Down and out, but look it up. Mm -hmm. And that's what somebody is right now. Exactly. That's worth it. You mm -hmm. down and out. But I want to tell you, keep looking up. Yeah. In due time, that was, you know, that full season. 
God said, in due time, you will reap if you faint not. Had a guy call that the fifth season. <laughs> Wait on your fifth season because the number five represents grace. God going to grace you out of this. He's going to pull you out. But there really is no need to worry. It's not. So when you find yourself worried, and I heard a preacher say this, he said, it wasn't this particular thing, but the, the concept, he said, you got to do some self-talk. Right. got to talk to yourself. You talk yourself into it. Some of the stuff you want to, you <laughs> talk yourself into it. The decisions you made, Lord, it's my fault. Lord, I, I just wanted it, so I had to have it. I knew I should have took care of that, but that right there caught my attention and was just burning in. And sometimes it is a desire. Sometimes these things right here get us in trouble. Oh, yeah. So that, 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 and look, sometimes God may have put something over us, but we still, we see that thing even more now. <laughs> look at all three of us sitting up here with glasses on. Exactly. You know, I, I think one, one of the biggest questions, too, is that we as Christians, uh, and should I say believers? We got believers who don't call themselves Christians, but uh, they believe in Jesus Christ. Uh, and we know they first called Christians at Antioch and over in the book of Acts. But I think I think with with some of us, is that after everything we've seen, God do, our belief is still not there yet. You know what I'm saying? Uh, when I think about the disciples, okay, we go. <laughs> out on the boat. How long? Yeah. Storm comes up. Yeah, exactly. Jesus is to say, how long have I been with you? Yeah, exactly. But when, when you see Jesus, when he calmed the sea and, and, and the wind, all of that responded to him when he spoke and said, peace be still. He had been with the disciples for quite some time. Now, these disciples actually saw him do the miracles that he done. How many he had done up until that time? We don't know. Because yeah. some things the Bible doesn't written about because the book wouldn't have been able to contain it all. All right, so we look at eyewitnesses of Jesus <laughs> doing what he done. Okay? So we know what he can do, or they do what he can do. Right? These disciples that hung with him all the time, ate with him. All of them hung together all the time. Them the ones, the original ones that when he first hit the scene, he said two words, follow me. They were still following. Now here they are with him. All of a sudden, stone comes up. You know, they think they're going to perish, you know. And all of a sudden, Jesus calms it all. And when they see him calm it all, even though they've been hanging with him, like I said, for a long time, or for the last few years yeah. They asked the question, what man of man is this, or who is this man? Who is this man? <laughs> Somebody tell me who this is. Now, if I'm watching you, Tim, or Brother Sam, 
see what you do. And I've constantly seen you do it over and over and over again. Why am I going to ask you when I see you do this particular one? Who are you? Or what kind of man is this? You want to know why? Because people grow at a different rate. I'm going to give you some proof. Go to Matthew chapter 28. <laughs> That's what H.B. Charles called H.B. said. He should have this one out. Matthew 20, verse 16. Matthew 28, verse 16. This is why, look at here. Then the eleven disciples went away into Galilee into a mountain where Jesus had appointed them. Watch verse 17. And when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some got it. Some of them got it, but some of them didn't. They worshipped him. The sad thing is those that were worshiping him, some of them doubted him. Mm -hmm. That's why people were. That's why they worship. They prayed. But I know he can, but is he gonna do it? Is he gonna do it for me? Jesus said, meet me in Galilee on this mountain. <coughs> they go meet him. And I see the wheels turning over in their head. But the Bible said, when they saw him, they were, they got love. That's what worship is, is to get love. True. In me. But some doubt. That's why we have worry. That's why people can say, what matter of man is this? Because they can worship him. Be in the church spirit, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus, cutting their step, doing it all. <laughs> but let the right trouble come. Mm -hmm. Let somebody get that diagnosis of cancer that you got, Mason. First thing they think, I'm get ready to die. Mm -hmm. Some of them do, doing foolish stuff. Yeah. Jesus said, let not your heart be Here's a kicker right here. If you believe in me, you believe in God. What did he tell Jairus when they said, don't trouble the master no more? Be not afraid. Only believe. He said, hold on. Some people can walk with Christ, see what he does, but the stuff that he does can stop being done until a point. And they can encounter stuff. And they ask him to do what he's done before. But when you don't do it immediately, that's where the worrying comes in. Well, that's where that borrowing trouble from tomorrow that may never happen. That's what worries are in. Borrowing trouble from tomorrow that may never happen. Because sometimes we worry about stuff that don't even happen. And sometimes I've seen Jesus let you get down to the finish line. <laughs> and then he come through. He'll come through a few hours before the deadline. But see, 
all the stress of knowing what you got to get done, you don't get that until he comes through and he's like, Lord, I'm sorry. And, and you're right. And, and, I, and I think the stress comes in too. It's because we don't know how the outcome is going. The unknown. Right. The unknown and the not being in control. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. See, we don't see Bible's not knowing causes you to stress the what if. Even though you know he's capable and able to do it, you, you know this. But it's like is but the what if. It's the, other, the, it's the what if that's causing the worry, man, because, see, you wouldn't have to worry if you was in control and you know you can fix it. That part, right there. <laughs> there it is, right there. Right. If you could fix it, you wouldn't worry. We'd have to worry, yeah. Because what would you do? You fix it. Right. But because we can't fix it. Yeah. And it's in Jesus' hand to be fixed. Right. Sometimes we worry. Right. Because sometimes... What we think Jesus is going to fix, he don't fix it. <laughs> but but Jesus, he it. Jesus said, don't worry. Right. I got this. See, all things again, they get ready. He said, I got this. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God? Believe in God. Wrap it up real quick. He said it up. He said it up. Dr. Mason. I, I just put it like this real quick. Uh, use your words real quick. <laughs> <laughs> I see why people who testify say what they say. And you will find out that these are some of the strongest Christians in the uh, in Christianity or people who are believers. The uh, reason why I say that is for this very reason right here. You always hear them say, when I look back over my life, you see how far God has brought me from. You can understand that if the person has been through a lot and God has showed up so many times. See, those people there now have a certain level of confidence in that. That grandma. Yeah, exactly. Grandma, exactly. We, we, we've got that certain type of confidence now that, oh, I've been in this situation before. And if God could do it back then, then he can do it now. Because now they understand that uh, whatever problem comes up, the problem is never too big for God. But God is always bigger than the problem because now, you get to see who God, and that's one of the biggest problems with us as, as people, God's people. We don't really know how big God is, and we've talked about that before. We don't really know how big he is or how powerful he really is. Why? Because we don't know him like that yet. We know something about him. Right. Exactly. But we don't know him like that yet. Think about all the people that you've been associated with, you know. Your mom, look at how much trust you have in your mom or your dad. You know, because if you're 60 years old or 50 years old or, or 40 or whatever, you've got 40 years worth of confidence in mom. 
the way mom has always been there for you. Mom has always made sure you had a roof over your head. Your parents always made sure you had food in your stomach. They've always made sure that you were taken care of. You've got a lot of trust in them. You've got a lot of confidence in them. You know what they're capable of doing and why. Because you've been associated with them for the last 40, 50, 60 years. And they've been there for you to prove to you what they're able to do. So when you spend that type of time with God, he will show you who he is and you'll get, be able to see who he is and what he's able to do. And so that builds your confidence up, that builds your faith, that builds your trust in, that builds your hope in, the way you know he can do everything but faith because he's just that type of God. Now you're beginning to know God and you're beginning to know him in a way that affects you the most because he's affecting you in the life that you live. And whenever you reach out to him, he's right there to take you through whatever you're going through. And he showed you, hey, remember that big thing you had uh, a few years ago? You know, you didn't know how you were going to come through that, did you? But all of a sudden, what happened? I showed up. Hey, remember that thing you went through about six years ago? You know, you didn't know how you were going to get through that. You know, you were having problems out of your, out of your, out of your body. And you know, the doctors had looked at you and shook their head and walked away. All of a sudden, you know, I stepped in. Doctors shook their head again because they couldn't understand how could you be healed from that. You say, I was there for you then. What? See, when you start looking back at what he's already done, then you have no reason to question or you won't question what he can do. And that's what point he's trying to get us to. So Jesus basically tells us, stop worrying. And if he's telling us, stop worrying, there ain't no need to worry. Don't worry about what's going to happen. And even in all of us sitting here, there's still the propensity for something to happen to take us there. But again, you got to snap out of it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I want to say to somebody right now. Snap out of it. I don't know what you mean. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what the situation is. But if you're a child of God, the scripture said he knows what you have need of. Right. And he even said, now if he clothed the lily and the grass, come on. And the grass gonna be cast into the fire and burned tomorrow. He's gonna take care of you. Exactly. Whatever your need is. But you gave some something that's this genuine food for thought. He said, but seek ye first yeah. the kingdom of God. Make sure you prioritize him. And here's the thing. Don't do like a lot of people when you, you know, God, if you get me out of this, I won't go back. That'd be a lie from the pit of hell. About it. <laughs> God, if you get me out, I won't go back. And some people know they're going back just as show as they did what they did. Prioritize. Well, sometimes we can stay out of trouble if we talk to God first about some things. And sometimes we God don't answer, and some people are like, he didn't say no, but he didn't say yeah either. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. We can save ourselves some trouble if we wait on God. That's true. But for somebody in something right now, trust God. Do like he told Jairus. Jairus came to get him, got interrupted, 
People came and said, don't trouble them no more. True. The little girl at the bed. Jesus said, be not afraid. Only believe. And that's what I want to tell somebody that's worrying right now. Don't be afraid. Only believe that he is who he is. If he can take two sardines and five grits or townhouse crack, saltine, whatever you want to call it, and feed 5,000 men, not including women and children, and have 12 baskets of food left, he can handle your problem. And I'm surprised you didn't say it. You kept hitting around and talking about God. How big is your God? It's a question you ask all the time. And I always say this right here. If you can get past the first four words in the Bible, you ought not have a problem with nothing in the Bible. And it's that fourth word. In the beginning, God created. You can get past that, that fourth word. You know You shouldn't have a problem with nothing else. I'm saying this real quick. They shouldn't have a problem with him. But this is the problem. <laughs> Do you believe what you just said? You gotta believe if you pray to him. You gotta believe if you say, God, I need you. You gotta believe he's able. God, you woke up, God, thank you for waking me up this morning. Some people pray because they're in need now. But these are Christians we talking to. What did he say? After all these things do the Gentiles say. That's right. So he's talking to his people. Exactly. Because he said, your right. heavenly father knows what you have need of. Right. So yeah, you believe. That's why we work. If we believe. Because I'm not in control. I don't know the outcome as we say it. I got a deadline. My baby hungry. They said they don't know if mama gonna pull through that wreck or being robbed. I don't know is the problem. But if you take that I don't know and connect it with the end we know, <laughs> that the situation, that, that your situation is wrapped up in that little word all. And that somehow, some way, God will use this situation for my good. Sometimes God will use a problem to cause us to make better decisions. Sometimes God will use a situation to cause us to trust Him more. I like the scripture say, seek Him first before we do anything. If you're out there in your world, Jesus said, if you believe in He said, let not your heart be troubled. And I know He was telling the disciples He was getting ready to go. But see, this is that. Let not your heart be true. You believe in God, believe also in Him. And if you believe in Him, He got a proven track record. He can do anything with you. He can. It's true. It's just about your level of faith. And sometimes you got to remember what God tells you. You want to know what the problem with the boys in the boat is when he said, Master, carry thou not that we perish? Mm -hmm. He's going to perish with Jesus on your ship. He had told them, let us cross over to the other side. Yeah. 
We're going to make it to the other side. Exactly. And if he say, let us cross over to the other side, and he go lay down and go to sleep, he's not worried about crossing to the other side. So if Jesus is not worried, and I already said you're going to get to the other side, there's no reason for us to be worried. You said, let me cross the other side. No, you didn't say that. I know. I know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's where you were at. That's where you were at. You were at the Yeah. Yeah. yeah, hold on. One second. Let's just get done. What are we doing? Isaiah 41. Verse 10. You ain't got to do it. He said, fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed. I mean, what am I doing? Well, not to believe. Who he is? I see that. that that's the key. But you, you don't pray if you don't believe. Again, when the unbeliever come to us and tell us to pray for them, they believe in prayer. Isaiah 41 says, Fear thou not, I am with you. Be not dismayed, I am thy God. I will strengthen thee. He's going to give you strength to get through what you're going through. Yea, I will help thee. He said, I got you. I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. He said, I got you. It's a word for somebody in the world. Isaiah 41 and 10. Ain't no need to worry when Jesus sits on the throne. The cattle on a thousand hills belong to him. That's right. The silver and gold belong to him. Sometimes we've done and done things he didn't authorize us to do. And that's what causes headaches sometimes in our life. Hey, thank you for joining us on tonight. We appreciate you all tuning in. We hope and pray we've said something to help you along the way. I don't know who it is. I just want to take a moment right now and pray for somebody. Father, in the name of Jesus, God, there's somebody that needs you right now. And so, God, I pray that you would show yourself, God. God, I pray that you would speak to their hearts. That person is hungry, dear God. I pray that a testimony pop up somewhere. That they didn't know how they were going to do it, but out of nowhere, God. Food came. Supplies came for the children, God. God, I just pray in the name of Jesus that you meet that need. And in meeting that need, that this situation humble that person to the core, to where from this day on out, they seek you first, God. They put you first. They include you in the decisions they have to make. They don't make hasty decisions, God. They talk to you about what needs to be done. God, I pray for that person that's worried about a family member in the hospital because of whatever accident, heart attack, COVID, dear God, whatever it may be, God, God, that you bring them through the strength in that other person's faith. And so, God, right now, in the name of Jesus, God, if you will, do it, dear God, for your glory, dear God. Somebody's worried about something, Lord Henry, that they got to meet on tomorrow before 5 o'clock. God, they've been losing sleep. I pray on tonight you let them have a good night's sleep. I pray you meet that need in the name of Jesus. Somebody's worried about a loved one 
has been on the drug being a speaker. I pray you touch that individual and bring them back home again, God. And start the process of cleaning that person up, God. God, I pray in the name of Jesus that you touch somebody right now. Somebody's on the verge of taking their own life because they're worried about something they can't handle. Satan, take your hand off of them. God, put the gun down. Make them put the knife in. Make them put the pills back in the bottom, dear God. Close the cap, dear God. Make them put the needle down, dear God, because this use of a needle may be their last one. Touch right now in the name of Jesus. And God will be so careful. We're going to praise you in advance, God. We may not ever hear of a testimony, but God, we believe that your word says, where two or three gather together, touching and agreeing, in my name, there I am in the midst. So God, we believe it to be done. And God, again, thank you for another episode of For Such a Time as This. Telling you, you told us to tell somebody, there's no need to worry. You sit on the throne. God, we love you, we bless you, we thank you. In this one, Jesus, stand and pray. Amen. Amen. Until Amen. next Tuesday night, 7 o'clock, you guys be blessed. Take care. Amen. 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 Amen.